Welcome to episode 108 of the Roger Snipe Show. Roger Snipes Show. Have you tried adaptogenic mushrooms before? Mushrooms have been a bit trendy over the years. As things become trendy, more brands start to package their own version and jump on the bandwagon. With so many to choose from, it can be difficult to find what brands to trust. What's all the hype anyway? Well, they all have their own natural healing properties, which generally work in alignment with your biology. For example, we have Chaga, which promotes the formation of beneficial cytokines. They are specialized proteins that regulate the immune system. There's also Reishi, which is commonly referred to for its sleep-boosting abilities. These mushrooms have been traditionally recommended by Chinese and Japanese herbalists as the treatment for insomnia, or what they refer to as its sleep-promoting factor. X-Brain's Medical Mushroom Tinctures box has a selection of mushrooms that are 100% organic, sustainably sourced, and nutrient-rich. The box has some reishi, chaga, cordyceps, lion's mane, maitake, and shiitake. If you want to build a robust immunity, use potent mushroom tinctures by visiting www.xbrain.co.uk and use code SNIPES for 15% off. Finding whey protein isn't difficult, but finding a brand which is transparent about the ingredients, <laughs> that's another story. Most commercial brands are definitely heading in the right direction in terms of quality, but they will cut some corners to maximize in the profit margins. X-Brain is different. They have whey isolate, which has been rigorously tested for contaminants, are GMO-free, low lactose, low carbohydrates, sugar-free, gluten-free, and do not contain aspartame or sucralose, which is prevalent in the fitness industry. I've spoken to the co-founders themselves and they pride themselves on taste and quality. I've tried the banana, strawberry, pistachio, chocolate, and hemp flavor, which mix so well and have a smooth, delicious taste. Check out xbrain.co.uk and use coupon code SNIPES for 15% off. That website link again is www.xbrain, spelt with an X, brain, B-R-A-I-N.co.uk and use coupon code SNIPES for 15% off. Yo, what's going on? What's going on? So today is going to be a very interesting and uh, I would say powerful podcast. Um, so the guest today has an extremely powerful story, a young man who was born with a condition, which I'm trying to remember, um, caudal regression, caudal, caudal regression syndrome. Hopefully I said that correctly. This is a disorder that impairs the development of the lower half of the body. So basically born with half a body. Now with this condition comes 
life's natural challenges. Uh, but the person who I'm speaking about, Zion, um, has chosen to exceed beyond his limitations to the point where able-bodied individuals <laughs> would would question, what excuse do I have? Now, Zion has become a hope for many people who have had doubts in their in their minds um, and it's just truly incredible you know um yeah so he's he's done public speaking events just taking people through his story but also just showing people possibilities of what can be done he is the author of a book called unmatched and has a documentary on netflix called zion he is a wrestler and a, a true motivator of life. Let's bring on Zion Clark. So, Zion, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, Look, Zion, thank you very much for your time. I very much appreciate it. I'm I'm totally inspired by you because most people in life they just don't appreciate basic stuff that they have. And um, a little background about myself is um, I actually grew up in poverty and I had a alcoholic abusive father. And um, it was a bit tough as a child growing up, but um, I used that as strength for me when growing up and I've always looked back and seen where I came from and it's allowed me to be strong. And I always think to myself, it doesn't matter what I go through in life, there's always other people uh, in life that is going through a lot more. When I came across your story and then looked at your page i was like wow so you have a is it a condition you was born with i'm not too sure how to pronounce it is it cordial cordial regression syndrome is it called very close it's caudal regression syndrome <laughs> okay cordial okay okay cordial regression syndrome um so that is where half of your body is missing what is it exactly what does it mean? So in my case, there's different levels to it. But in my case, I have like the bottom part of my spine missing. And then, but like I have enough to where I could still be a wrestler and fight and everything that I do. But on top of that, uh, I had deformities with my legs. But that's the reason I have this condition is because my birth mother during her pregnancy, she was on every party drug imaginable. Right. Okay. She was on party drugs and that's what caused the condition. So was you, was you literally born 
with no legs or what did it have to be amputated how, how did that uh, so i was born with no legs because right. um, you know she, my birth mother she was doing crack she was snorting coke she was on molly she was on meth she was on everything and uh so that's what caused me to be born this way and plus when i was born i was addicted to a lot of those drugs right off the bat right and how how did you discover that you was addicted to it straight away was you just well, the, all the doctor reports and everything uh, said that, you know, I had, um, uh, what's it called when a baby's born with like an addiction? I'm trying to think. Of, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. No, no but uh, like when when the mother does a ton of drugs or drinks alcohol, the baby becomes dependent on those drugs. So then after when it's born, uh, it'll go through like this stage where like this baby like like um sometimes they'll die because they're so dependent on it mm. and um or the life will just be harder they'll be born with deformities in my case i was born addicted and i was born uh with cholera regression syndrome so you can imagine how that made life for me yeah for real so was it a case of where the doctors needed to i don't know administer small doses of some of those drugs to keep you alive? Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I know I, I had to have surgeries right after birth to keep me alive though, on yeah. my spine and um, on my abdomen. Was you born prematurely? Yeah, I was born about a month early. Right, right. So when you was born, you was, you, your birth mother put you into foster care she didn't put me in a foster care. They took her, took me from her because she was completely unfit. Um, at the time, she was in the process of going to jail. Uh, so she gave birth and then she went to prison. Right. Okay. So um, how long were you in, how long were you in foster care before you finally got adopted? For the first 17 years of my life, man, you know, it was a long process. Wow. Wow. What was it like living in foster care? Like what, what, 17 years, take me through it. Take me through like 17 years. That's a, that, that's, you must've went through a lot. Yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's crazy. It's almost 20 years, man. And it's, and think about it, I'm only 24. This just, all this stopped about six years ago, just about. That's wild. Seven yeah. years ago, actually, to think of it, because I'm 24 now. Um, so it hasn't even been that long, if I really think about it, since I was in the system. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the first 17 years of my life, uh, I just dealt with a lot of abuse, whether it was um, mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. Um, it was just I was very damaged and traumatized, um, transferring from each home. You know, and it sucks when like a family says that they're going to be your forever family. And then next thing you know, just because you make one small mistake as a child, they just kick you out and get rid of you and beat the crap out of you mm. or do both. Wow. So how does a how, how does a foster parent just kick you out, though? Like, would you, how does that work? Aren't they um, you know, they'll, take... they'll call the foster care agency and be like, we need an emergency removal. Even if it wasn't really an emergency, they just, if they were done, they would be done. How many? And it's kind of messed up how you could treat a kid like that. Like it's, like it's a, like property. 
you know, you use it and then you get tired of it. So then you get rid of it. That's wild. That is wild. I remember um, touring in, in India and it's, it's said that um, in, in many cultures there, if they don't have a firstborn as a son, then they will literally put the child in the dustbin or trash can, as, as you would say. And um, they're fine with that, you know? Not a boy? Okay. Trash can. I'm thinking, how does a human being do that? You know, to a child. Exactly. To me, they aren't human beings. They're monsters. And I really mean that. Mm. You know, um, man, just, I feel like nobody should be a parent if you're not willing to make those sacrifices to raise a child. You know, and in my case, you know, man, I, I, I obviously I didn't have, I don't have legs. And that made living a little harder as I was developing and learning how to be independent. And they would just be so impatient because one, I'd probably be moving too slow or sometimes I wouldn't be able to do certain things and they would just be expecting me to do everything. And as a kid, I was still figuring life out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll come to that bit about, um, I guess, getting about like the, the way you are. Um, but I want to know, when did you learn that your foster parents were not your parents your biological parents because i'm sure when you're really young as far as you're concerned you know these are my parents right like what how did you discover that you were uh, in foster care uh so about like my second home i went to they just flat out told me right um and when i was like a toddler uh they would always tell me like we're not your family but we're gonna be your new family and Mm, sorry. And like at the time that would be comforting. But then they would switch it up. You know, they put on a show for the caseworkers and for all the checkups and all the therapy sessions. But as soon as you, you leave that, or as soon as the therapist leaves, or as soon as the caseworker leaves, everything goes back to how bad it usually gets. Oh, wow. Did you have any foster parents that you particularly liked? How many did you have and were there any that you really liked? Um, I went through about 10 different homes. Wow. Okay. And um, there was only about two that I liked mm-hmm. like out of all of them. And the reason I got removed from those houses is just because um, some of the, there would always be like problems with other kids. Mm. Uh, with me, you know, I would get bullied. Um, I would just get picked on. And yeah, dude, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't ideal for me at all. Is that how you discovered you were different? Like, you know, as you were growing up, when did you notice that you were different from others? Was it from the bullying or when you were looking at others and then looking at yourself? How did you know? I mean, I, I feel like I always knew that I was different uh, because like, you know, when you're three feet tall and you're, well, at the time when I was a kid, I was like two feet tall. But when you're, when you're like three feet tall, man, it, it kind of becomes obvious from, from the get-go that you're different from everybody else when you're looking up to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What about wrestling? 
So when did you discover that wrestling was something that you wanted to do? Uh, I think my, that was, I was in second grade, man. I was seven years old. And uh, my art teacher at the time, he was the head wrestling coach. And he had just given me a flyer and was like, hey, you should, I think you uh, should try this. I think you'd have a lot of fun. So I took it home to my foster mom at the time. And, you know, this lady was horrible to me. You know, she had broken my nose. She had done a whole bunch of things to me and covered it up. And, uh, you know, I was scared to ask her. And I asked her and she said, yeah. And she took me there, dropped me off. Didn't even stay for the practice. But, you know, I didn't care because I had the best time of my life. Wow. I mean, obviously, when it comes to wrestling, you know, I'm used to seeing people with legs. How did it work for you? Like, how did you... How did how did how did you manage to fit in with uh yeah regular wrestlers? Like were there certain conditions they had to set themselves up for to wrestle wrestle with you or how did it how did it work out? So that's the cool part. I just wrestled able-bodied people since the beginning. And there was never any special rules or anything to set me up to make it easier i had to figure it out on how like all right these guys are way bigger than me how am i going to knock them down a notch and for the next 10 years i really just worked on that you know and i lost all the time and then for some reason something clicked and by the time when i got to my senior year of high school i went from being like the worst wrestler in the state to one of the best wrestlers in the state and then soon after one of the best wrestlers in the country wow <laughs> that's so cool that is so cool amazing um so you obviously keep in shape i mean i've looked at your pics and you're looking pretty lean um what does a typical training week look like for you to keep in such great shape well when my finger's not broken uh <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I hit the gym every morning then I go to practice. Um, I'll probably train on the mat or in the cage one or two times a day. And then I'll also work with, um, you ever heard of anybody named the Mitt Queen? No. no. So she is one of the best mitt workers for boxing and fighting in general. Um, I would say in the country. She works with like John Jones and some of the best, uh, dec most decorated USC fighters in the world. Uh, you know who Ryan Garcia is, right? Yeah. Uh, she trains him, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, so then I'll go see her um, once or twice a week, uh, get some extra work in. And, you know, I'm trying to really perfect my mastery and my skill as a martial artist. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm working on a contract right now to get into – I can't say yet because they don't want me to say it yet. But the um, this one fight league, it's one of the biggest ones out there. Uh, wants me to be in there with them and see what I can do, put on a show. Because, like, I've created my own technique of fighting and striking and takedowns and ground and pound and submissions. You know, I've been labeled a genius for what I've been able to figure out because you can, it's hard to create your own style of martial art, especially from scratch. Mm. You know, martial arts have been part of just our human race since, you know, we figured out how to fight each one another thousands of years ago you know it's just 
it's part of us being human, learning how to fight and learning how to use our bodies to our advantage. And it's no different for me. Just in my case, I had to start from scratch and figure out like, okay, what works? How is my body going to move to get to his leg? How am I going to swing my arms up to punch somebody in the face when they're standing all the way up? Like just things like that. And then I just would train it. I still train it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, because you know what? I, I want this, you know, I want to be that biggest dog. I want to be the, I want to be the most dangerous man on the planet. Just so I can say that I'm the most dangerous man on the planet, you know? And I just, like I said, I develop my own skill and I work on it constantly. And that's why I train so much. That's why I'm in such phenomenal shape because I have a passion on being the wrestling world champion. I have a passion on being the Paralympic track and field world champion. I have a passion on being a mixed martial arts champion. Amazing. Do you think you'll be setting a trend for other people in your situation to start wrestling like yourself, or maybe even a separate league for people like you where they can feel, see, they, they might not feel as optimistic as you, but fighting others, um, you know, in with a similar body type, if you know what I mean, like, you know, half limbs, that sort of thing. What's your yeah, thought? I mean, that would be definitely cool to me. But for right now, that would be something I would most likely try to do down the road. Because mm -hmm. uh, right now I'm at the moment where I'm showing everybody like, yeah, I'm different but I can run with the best of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, shoot, you should see what, how you should see how I can take down rampage Jackson. You should see the work I put in with platinum Mike Perry. You see the work I put in with Anderson Silva, you know, like I really work hard. Uh, Tony Jeffries, uh, most, one of the most decorated Olympic Olympic boxers ever, you know, and I put in serious work and these guys, they're not just saying, Oh, good job. If you ain't gonna do, if you ain't doing a good job, they're not gonna tell you good job. Hey guys, my first ever paperback book, which is also available on Kindle, Your Mind Builds Your Body, is now available from Amazon. Now, this book is an exercise and lifestyle book for anyone who wants a definitive and sustainable plan to transform their body and mindset. It takes you through my childhood upbringing so you can get an insight on where I came from. It also gives you all the methods which I have learned over the accumulative years, which has helped me sustain a healthy, strong, lean physique with the biohacks I recommend for longevity. The building block of the body is not just amino acids, it's the mind. This is my version of a complete guide to unlocking your true potential and working towards greatness. Visit Amazon and search Your Mind Builds Your Body and order today. You know, you're not going to get their respect unless you really go out there and you show out or you go work with them and you really push your pace and you try to push your limits. Yeah. And I've earned the respect of all those men. That's so awesome, man. That's so awesome. It would be great that others, you know, follow in your footsteps i mean but you're a serious guy <laughs> it will take some uh mental work from others to do that what type of um mental strength does it take for you to um yeah to 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 put yourself through these paces i mean it can't be easy you know with the it's almost like your training is going to have to be 
double or triple um, a regular wrestler. A wrestler, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Oh no, and it definitely is. You know, I put in, I try to put in twice the amount of work because gotta think about it. My hands and my arms are my hands and my arms and my legs and my feet all at the same time. And so I had to figure out how like how I'm gonna like take you down, how I'm gonna knock you out, I'm gonna hit a submission. You know, it's yeah. a lot of people would think that oh, he, since he doesn't have legs, he can't fight. Our reality, I grew up fighting in the streets when I was growing up, and I would get beat up. And I would learn from that, you know? And then when I finally was able to like start training in a gym and start hitting the mats really hard and like just really hone in on what I could do, I became a force to be reckoned with. Awesome. <laughs> um, and that mental state, man, mm. I just tell myself, I wake up every morning, man. I was like, all right, no excuses. Go get, go get what's yours. Go get that money. Go get that championship. Yeah. Go prove people wrong on what you can do. Do you have a daily mantra? Uh, what do you mean, like daily routine? Like, um, like a, uh, yeah, like a, a routine where you would maybe look in the mirror and have some sort of, uh, where you might have some affirmations, where you might have some, I don't know, some sort of meditation which you go through just to keep your mind in the right place. So I, I just think about what my mom tells me all the time. You know, my mom told me this after she got me and after I won my state championship uh, for track and field in high school, she told me that God would have never took me through troubled waters if he knew I couldn't swim, you know? And I'm swimming right now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think every day I wouldn't be here doing what I do if this wasn't my purpose. Yeah. Do you have any other people in your life who's given you great motivation? Whether it's Oh yeah, my coaches, Gil Donahue, uh, my coach out here in California, Antonio McKee. Um, both of those men have really helped me improve everything I've done, whether it's just, whether it's martial arts or just how I live life. You know, Coach Donahue, he was like um, a father figure to me because like I grew up without a mother and father and I still don't have a father, you know? And, you know, he really stepped into that role and I became really close to his family. And fun fact, Coach Donahue, my high school coach, when I was at a completely different school system, when I got introduced to wrestling, that teacher, that gave me the wrestling flyer was his identical twin brother. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and for years, without me even knowing, they were putting their heads together, figuring out how they could help me and how they could improve my skill because they knew that I really wanted to be like them and be like my teammates and my friends. Mm. That's pretty amazing. And then, wait, hold on. And then Coach, Coach Antonio, um, I don't, have you ever heard of anybody named AJ the Mercenary McKee? No. So he is currently um, world champion uh, right now. He's 19 and 0. That's Coach, that's Coach Antonio's son. And um, Coach Tone, he has coached some of the greatest fighters ever. He's coached uh, Chuck Liddell. He's coached Tyrone Woodley. He currently coaches Tyrone Woodley and Rampage Jackson. Uh, you know, he's 
like he's one of those legendary coaches that you don't normally come across. You know what I mean? Mm. And he's really uh, when I went out, I was out in the Ellen show, Ellen DeGeneres show. And, you know, I linked up with my boy, Joey uh, and backstory of my boy, Joey. He uh, he wrestled for Notre Dame College of Ohio and, you know, Division two wrestling. And for four years straight, four national championships, 133 wins, zero losses. Uh, dude's just a dog. He's eight and zero right now in Bellator, uh, just knocking everybody out. Uh, he brought me out to this team and, you know, introduced me to coach and Kimbo Slice Jr. and everybody. And uh, he was just like, Coach Tone's like, he's straightforward with me. He said, I don't care that you have a Netflix document. I don't care that she was just on the Ellen show. I don't care what, I don't care about anything that you do. But if you walk into my gym and you push and you work hard and you show me that you belong here, you're always welcome. And that really hit home with me. So that first day I went in there, you know, I got my butt kicked, dude. Because it was my first time training with some of the best athletes in the world. And, you know, he was like, you coming back tomorrow? And I said, yeah. Guess what? I showed up early the next day. And I showed up early the next day after that. And for the next, I don't know, next year, I would always be early. Because I wanted to prove to him that I wanted this. I want to be a fighter. I want to be a top-notch athlete. So with him seeing that I'm really committed, he would work with me before practice, during practice, after practice, would take this time out of his day to really help me improve my skill, even now. Amazing. And that was three years ago. Oh, wow. And what, he's still there now? Oh, yeah. He's he's gangster, man. He, you know, he's from Long Beach, California. Um. Uh, he had a rough life too. So I was able to, I'm able to talk to him. We're able to make a lot of similarities. He was in the foster care, foster care system. Also mm. seeing his fair share, his fair share of shit, you know? And he, he was, he really know, he really understands me and understands what type of drive I have. Just yesterday he was calling me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, just seeing how I'm doing, because, you know, I was working, I, I'm working in like Hollywood and I'm acting and stuff now too, on top of everything you know, I have a pretty good knack for that. You know, I'm pretty spot on behind a camera, you know, okay. <laughs> but he really, he really sees that I want this and he's always checking on making sure I'm living life right. Making sure I'm not doing anything stupid, making sure like he's literally being like, a, he's really being a mentor to me. How old is he? I don't know. He's 50. Mm. Okay. I would say. Mm. Um, are you in a relationship? Not anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. See, one thing I was trying to figure out is like, like, is it is it possible to have an intimate relationship? Um, it, or if not, is it is it a difficult situation? Is it important to you? Like the whole relationship thing, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. How? So you're not in a relationship now, but you was. Um, how long was that for? And yeah, intimate. Yeah, so, so I was in a relationship for about eleven months recently. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I keep my, I keep my like that part of my life usually private uh, for the most part because I don't really have much privacy anywhere anymore. Okay. Um. Uh, but, you know, 
I just, I don't think it was working just for the fact that with everything I'm doing, it's just too much, not too much for me, but for her, when I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I'm in video shoots with other women and all this other stuff, you know, it's sometimes I, I try to tell, I, whenever I date a girl, I try to let her know, like, listen, are you ready for this? Cause I live a whole different type of life, mm. you know? And and don't get me wrong, like I'm a very faithful guy. When I when I'm locked down with somebody, man, I'm only about that person. But at the end of the day, if they can't handle it, I can't do it either. Right, got you. I hear that. So you're traveling quite a lot, doing. So you're in movies now. Is is that what you're saying, or you're you're filming? Uh, commercials, movies, shows, man. No matter what it is, I'm always behind the camera now. <laughs> You know, I get told I'm very photogenic. That's awesome. Mm. And how long have you been doing that? A uh, couple of years now. It's starting to get bigger now, just recently. Uh, I can't say what movie it is, but I just got um, called in for a big role in a big cinematic movie. Uh, so it'll be like in theaters and all this cool stuff. Um, but yeah, man, you know, like things are really taking off. Like you talk, I'm talking like red carpet or like all the whole nine yards. <laughs> I noticed uh, there was a post you done. I'm just trying to remember now. Was you in a game or something? Yeah, I recently just got put into Call of Duty. You actually can um, try to kill me in Call of Duty <laughs> um, as a zombie. And it's extremely difficult because I made this mo as complex as I possibly could when I was working with Activision Studios. Mm. <laughs> and oh, uh yeah very good please sorry um so i wanted to know how long did it take for you to uh record these uh scenes in the game how, how did how did that work just about a whole week you know every day about 10 hours a day each week for a week <laughs> amazing that is so cool do you would you be getting uh, royalties on the game or is it a case of upfront fee? How, do, how does that work? Um, I got paid like an upfront fee with them this time, but I'm actually working on being in a couple other different games right now. I'm actually going to be in two to three other video games uh, that will be coming out here in the next year. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's one, it's good money. Two, I mean, I'm, being in some of my most favorite video games that I play currently, <laughs> you know, so it's just like, it's like living the dream. It's amazing, man. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I hope to be there one day, one day. <laughs> oh, no doubt. man. do you play Call of Duty at all? I'll be honest with you. I haven't played games in years. I've been so busy working on different areas of business that if I sit down and play games, I think it would write off my life. When <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. In my case, like I'm a big video game person. Like, don't get me wrong, I like doing everything that I do, mm. but I love video games too. So it just so happened to be that these companies are like, yo, you want to be in a video game? Do you play video games? Yeah. <laughs> so that's tremendous. Keep working with them, man. It's just, it's fun. <laughs> amazing so you got so many people in this world that find issues in themselves like i have a big nose i'm overweight i don't know i'm i'm bald just self-sabotaging 
criticism and it's it's not really i guess people take it like really serious upon themselves what yeah and i feel like people should be more easy on themselves like and just mm -hmm. be confident in their own body and if they do have a problem with it nobody's going to change that problem except for them and they need to understand that you know for example look at megan a stallion man you know megan a stallion is right megan a stallion megan 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 she's a rapper like megan a stallion i don't know <laughs> no i know megan fox <laughs> <laughs> But no, so for example, like Megan Thee Stallion, man, she used to be a like uh, like a big girl, you know. But she was like, it's like you know, people would be clowning her for it, and you know what she just said? She probably just gave everybody the middle finger. It's like, listen, you're you, you and I'm me. I'm happy with me, you mm -hmm. know. And you know, she made some changes for herself for the better. Uh, just so she could be happier and people need to understand they need to do stuff for themselves, not to, not for other people's approval, but for their own satisfaction. Yeah. Oh, I always like that. It's something that I often say to people to, to not listen, don't listen to the naysayers because they've always got things to say. People have always got com complaints to make about you, what they don't like about you. And it's all about, building up your own self-confidence now you've you've obviously been through a lot throughout your entire life and you might even still go through some stuff now for people who are trying to build their confidence and um need some form of motivation what would you say would be the best thing for them to to build mo motivation within themselves on a daily basis yeah, man. Well, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people like that to me, man. You know, I those are a lot of people I try to target with my speeches too. Mm -hmm. You know, I always try to tell them like you gotta take it upon yourself to be the best version of yourself. Nobody is gonna make you be the best version of yourself except for you. Yeah, you might. It's it's nice to have that little push and knowing somebody's there for you. But at the end of the day, you're you. It's all up to you. If you don't go work out and you're just down on yourself. And then you're even more down on yourself because you didn't work out. That's 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 your issue. And that's the problem you need to solve. You need to first start loving yourself. Start appreciating that you're just here on this earth living a good life. You know, and even if you're not living a good life, find things in your life to be appreciative of. And when that starts to happen, you start loving life and loving yourself. You find it that you find that it's so easy to make the type of progress that you want to make. Yeah. For my, for my case, I found that wrestling made me really happy. I found that music made me really happy. So I would focus on that. And guess what? I'm extremely successful because I'm able to be happy, whether I'm doing something, whether I'm not doing something. Like, man, I have a broken finger. I can't do anything right now, but I'm still happy. I'm still just glad to be here. I'm so glad to be who I am. That's a tremendous outlook. That's incredible. Zion, it's been amazing. I want to thank you very much for your time today. Truly inspirational. Fantastic. Everything that you do. 
um, you know, being on talk shows, speaking to, to people, um, you have a motivation, you have a video, which is on Netflix, as you mentioned a bit earlier, isn't it? Or is it yes, is a documentary on Netflix? Yep. It's a 12 minute documentary called Zion. And even though it's 12 minutes, it's grossed hundreds of millions of views uh, just because it's that powerful, you know? Mm. And the cool part is I've won two Emmys for it too. <laughs> Sweet. So cool. Do you have a book as well, which people can buy? Yeah. So I just released a picture expose uh, right now. It's one of the top selling books on Amazon. It's called Zion Unmatched. And you can not only just get it on Amazon, you can go to Indigo, you can get it in almost any bookstore. Uh, you can go into a Target, which is like a big store out here um, and shop for it. And also it's in two other countries. It's in the UK and it's also in Canada. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put those details in the show notes so people can just click and buy. Yep. And if you go to my Instagram, you clicked and click the LinkedIn link, uh, you'll be able to go straight to my book. Oh, awesome. Or you'll be able to go to my merch store or to the real deal company that I help run. Oh, that's brilliant. Do you have any other social media accounts? I know you got Instagram. Yeah, um, um, I'm about to actually, um, if everybody just waits, like follows my Instagram and waits, I'm about to be making a big announcement because uh, I'm getting verified on almost all my social platforms, but I'm going to make sure I can do that all at once. Awesome. All right. All right. Wicked. Those Zion. It's been absolutely incredible. Thank you again so much for your time and this great motivational, just, just inspiration, you know, just to show us all, it is all possible if you really, really are dedicated to your dream and passion and love, um, you know, just, just keep going regardless of any kind of setbacks. You've had it all and you've overcome all obstacles that have been in your way. So thank you so much for this inspiration. No problem, man. It's always a pleasure hopping on a show or hopping on a podcast, getting to share my story. And I hope, I hope your um, audience is able, really able to take something away from this. I'm sure they will. Thanks again. You take care, Zion. Yeah, you take care of yourself too, man. Have a nice one. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.